What's up, everybody? I'm Rex. And I'm Zach with Uncured. And you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Fantastic. Uh, glad to be here. Excellent. I'm Bruce. That's my partner, Rena. Nice hey to meet you guys. I'm Rex. And I'm Zach. We're with Uncured, and we're uh, stoked to do this. Yeah, thank you for having Sweet. us. I love the enthusiasm. That's great. Thank Are you, you also twins? I am two years older, actually. That's crazy. You look identical. <laughs> you know, it's the lighting. It's the setup. It's all that. So I, I, I'm looking at us right now, and mm-hmm. we don't look this similar in person. There must mm-hmm. be like a filter in this uh, program. Too. <laughs> I a think there is a filter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Welcome. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, of course. You. Rena, you want to jump in first? We're going to go. Yeah. How are you guys? How's your day been? Uh, doing very well. Um, yeah, we just we just finished up a rehearsal last night and um, got some other work done this morning. But um, yeah, how's everything going, you guys? Doing all Great. right. Awesome. Uh, I'm here in Finland, so we are. Wow. Like, I, yeah, I thought you yeah, were out yeah. in space. Yeah. <laughs> True. I you am in a orbit? cosmic girl. We all <laughs> are in space when you think about it. You know, yes, yes. All a cosmic oh, nation. Deep. Are you guys? Are you guys both in Finland? No, no, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Okay, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So not too far. You guys are like in Jersey, right? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. We played. Where are we playing Richmond? I'm not sure if we've been in Richmond specifically. Oh, I thought we had been. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway. well, either way, you guys are getting ready for a pretty big tour, right? That's right. Yeah, we have a tour dates with Filter announced, as well as um, Welcome to Rockville Festival and Incarceration. And we're uh, still adding more U.S. dates as we speak. Hopefully, we could get those um, announced uh, in the next few weeks. So things are looking busy for the uh, spring and summer here. That's right. That's the goal. Yes. That's great. How do you prepare for something like that? Sorry? How do you prepare for something like that? So um, we've done – we've played a bunch of shows, like, you know, in the last few years – so um, we uh, we have a new set list for this upcoming tour. So we've been rehearsing with the uh, the bass and drums. Um, you know, like um, what what are you laughing at? Uh, bass and drummer. I just thought it was funny. You said the bass and drums. We've yeah. been we've been rehearsing with the full band together. <laughs> there you go. That's how a few times. And like you know, weeks in advance, just putting a few days here and there, because like you practice all together, then you practice on your own, and uh, when you come back together, just improves so much. So we just uh, get all that rehearsals in way in advance. And then when it's time for the shows, we are 100% ready. Awesome. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Rena. Go ahead. No worries. No, it's about the touring stuff. Looks like you've already done a whole bunch of cool gigs around the world. So, like, well, which countries have you been at already? So our favorite tour was when we went to South America with Lacuna Coil because, that, I mean, that was just unmatched. The, the intensity... 
uh, from the fans was was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, you know we had awesome shows out in Germany, Czech Republic. Um, we've been to um, I'm blanking Holland. Yeah, we played um, about twelve shows in Europe, most of which were in Germany. But as Rex said, Czech Republic, uh, Belgium, UK. yeah, Bel- Belgium, UK, was nice. yeah. UK. Nice. And um, not to mention, we've played U.S. and Canada a bunch as well. Yeah, that's that's our main touring market. Obviously, you know, just based on our positioning. I've heard the uh, Latin American fans are pretty insane, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Was it uh, intimidating to play in front of crowds like that? Oh, oh no, no it's quite the opposite. Yeah. You know, it's intimidating to walk out and uh, see like two or three people there. That's intimidating <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you know it's it's just the floor and the performance. But if you walk out in front of three thousand people, there's no nerves about that whatsoever. It just feels That's awesome. Right. So wait, so you're more nervous in front of three than three thousand? Uh, nervous isn't quite isn't quite is the right it, word. It's not but the word. There's yeah. a, there's this this um, higher level of like self awareness that could turn into like a bad level of hypercriticism of your performance, right? right? Gotcha. Whereas um, if there's, you know, like I said, 3,000 people in Sao Paulo going, woo, it's a lot easier to just be like, yeah, this is great. I mean, not to mention every band, you know, in our position has had those shows of like, you know, 10 people arms folded that never heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's not that you're not nervous. It's just like we love playing shows, but an experience like that is definitely less fun. Right. I think it's hard, it's hard to debate that. Yeah. But still at the end of the day, though, right? I mean, those people paid their money to see you, so you guys have to play at that high level no matter what right right. i know we that that's sort of what i was was getting at with like the the higher level of like self-awareness because i we do understand that and we we respect that a lot so you know those 10 people are this is still their impression of uncured so like we got to go out there we got to give it you know everything that we possibly can and um so you know it's it's like a level of we want to respect you know our organization but we also want to respect um the people that are you know supporting us obviously so that makes sense so what's been the reception to Let's Break Out so far? Oh, it's been fantastic. Yeah, we've had, um, like, we're, at the moment, we've, we've been adding in more singing, more clean vocals to be more, um, it's like the music we like to listen to, and it's the music we like to make. And um, when you do that, like, you know, people can tell, and they've been enjoying, like, the catchiness of it. And that's what we were really going for with this one. We have more variety and heaviness on other songs on our upcoming EP. But um, so far, Let's Break Out has been um, very popular with our fan base. Okay, cool. And I saw that uh, my design, that's the EP you just mentioned. That's out in June, right, on Pavement? Um, that is the current plan for release. I'm not sure if the date is going is hard stuck for June. There, I think there's been talks of other dates. Yeah, but, it, um, it's most already moved from June 2nd to June 9th. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that you know got smidged a little bit more. <laughs> right. Rita? Tell us like a anecdote from from one of those intimidating gigs. When was the last time you played for like a handful of people? What was well, I mean, situation? not quite intimidating, but I know what you're talking about. So, um, yeah. the, okay, so there was one show um, that was added on late to a tour, and this was kind of past, you know, the the, the show you talking return about? of South Carolina with the COVID cards. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, this was kind of past King tour. Yeah, well. Yeah. This is past, um, kind of like the 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 main COVID, mm-hmm. um, like everything. But um, there was this one show that was carting people for vaccines. So like, there 
it wasn't it wasn't that well promoted and all that kind of stuff to begin with and then they were turning people away if they couldn't you know provide proof of vaccination so um you know i've never i've never actually seen people like be turned away at a venue like that before but uh, i i got to see it that time and um yeah that so that that one specifically jumps to my mind because it was like it could there could have been so many more people there but like people didn't know people didn't have the cars didn't have access like all that kind of right statistics um you know just just plagued that that uh that show overall so that, that's the one that comes to mind but um you know every like like we said before every show is uh still something to be grateful for so right. go out go out there and do what we do regardless do you guys all write together or is it more the efforts of one particular member of the band uh yeah it's so not not quite all together um well, like you that's... do most of the writing yeah so i i do most of the writing and then zach is my um my my primary constituent <laughs> right. um but yeah i i do find that um it, if you have too many people in a room it, it's not like it just adds more creativity it just kind of makes it a lot harder to um to to focus in on specific things uh and then that being said like you know we'll, we'll get we'll run comments through a bunch of different other people and sources and um you know make, make sure that everything is as good as it can be and, and one of our, I guess, strengths when it comes to recording is that, um, well, we just have we just have like a very high level of um, like perfection in mind for how we want the performances to be. So when it comes to like singing, for example, even if a part is is damn well good enough, if I hear like a slight imperfection, I'll just keep redoing it and redoing it and redoing it, um, which does have its pros and cons. So the, for like the singles that are currently on our Spotify, that was something that I I did a lot. And um, I did. I am starting to find that you know having some like slight. I don't want to say imperfections in the vocals, but like more characteristic kind of sounds uh, is is pretty helpful. So um, yeah, we're 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 just kind of you know continuing to learn and and grow and build in our mm -hmm. in all aspects of our uh, business. That's right. right. Nice. When you're writing, are you writing the songs for the song's sake, or are you writing the song like how it's going to come across in a live setting? Well, so we've done many variations of that. Like we've written songs that we think this song is just like well-written compositionally, artistically. And then there's also times where we write songs like this is going to be the first song in our live set. Yeah. Let's make it hit that way. Let's make it epic. So um, we do write both ways. It adds variety. And um, but like we do have a focus on writing songs for live because that's where more so in the the newer coming stuff, yeah yeah and that's yeah. where like all of um that's like our favorite thing the live shows so that's what we put the most and most behind and i think that um occasionally we'll have a song that the live application doesn't even cross our minds so like uh well the the track listing is available so we'll just say mm -hmm. the name of the song another angel dies i think is the best song on the ep i think it's um you know it's it's our masterpiece if you will right. um it feels odd to call it that but that, that is how how we view it uh, because we just think it's our best work um and we went to, we tried to play that one live not not like at a show yet we just rehearsed it and stuff and it didn't quite translate um the way that some of the the other songs did and um yeah i mean it it's because that one has like a, a grand piano and all that kind of stuff. But like, obviously we weren't thinking like, Oh, we'll just put a grand piano into our van and you know, right. Out. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, in the future, I think with the right production, all that kind of stuff, it would be spectacular. But, um, you know, for where we are right now, obviously 
that, like that song, for example, we're just not going to be playing. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Rita? What would you say is the like worst part of this whole band thing? Like, What, what is the stuff that you don't want to do, but you have to do? Oh, that's an easy one. It's, uh, we live in New Jersey. It's when a tour starts in California. We yeah. drive... <laughs> You know, what, 48 hours across the country. More than that, are you kidding me? I mean, it <laughs> takes longer than that, but if you didn't stop, it's like 48 hours. I right. mean, because at that point, you're tired of watching movies, you're tired of your phone, you just want to like... You're tired of driving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. You're, tired, you're not hungry, you're tired of eating, you know? Yeah, and there's you, no you, shows in between. Day, right. Yeah, a day or two into that. You're like, do I remember how to play that solo? I don't know. Yeah, a day or two into that... Um, <laughs> You kind of like you because you're just in you're in one exact spot the whole time, um, and but like stimulus just starts to not mean anything. So you just kind of sit there for the next mm-hmm. like you know 24 hours <laughs> and do nothing at, at all. You're not hungry, but all you're excited for is hoping there's like a good McDonald's at the next stop, even though you're not hungry. <laughs> so that's definitely. Yeah. I mean, in yeah, our it, few years, we've had to do that cross country drive many times. Not to mention when tours end out west, too, I think that's still worse. Get home. That. That's right. worse because at least going out there, there's the anticipation, right? And you don't quite feel it in the drive over um, when it's that long. But there is the anticipation because you know that like you have all the shows to come. It's the worst when it ends in California, and then it's just like, okay, I guess we go right. home now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. No, so about social media? Are, are you guys handling your own? Is that like a... Oh, yeah. So we've always been doing our own social media and... Excuse me. But um, we've been um, trying to really step it up recently. Like, we have um, tons of reels on Facebook and Instagram as well as YouTube shorts. We are, I would say, quite active on there. We post um, a lot of, like, like, performances from... We do videos in the studio here. We post live stuff. We post, like... Um, you know, a lot of band photos, things like that. And um, because social media is so important for a band these days, following us on Instagram and Facebook helps a ton, as well as Spotify. And um, it's a way you can support a band for free, and it helps a ton. And being the guy that has to do it, though, that's a full-time job in itself, right? On top of making the music and, and playing the shows, you it's almost a full-time job keeping up with all that social media. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, we do multiple posts a week, but we've been um, going... We've been very consistent on it recently. So like at some point you don't want to just keep reposting the same stuff. So you do want to slow it down, let people digest the old stuff, you know, but uh, it's hard. Like we try to reply to all the messages, but um, it's easy to get like, you know, a little bit behind on that, but it's definitely a full-time job when we're, when we're trying to rehearse and do all the other things. Is there something you want your fans to take away from after listening to an uncured record or EP? A message for this upcoming one. I want everybody to know that. Uh, do you need a? I I think that this upcoming record has a very nice variety to it. Um, and one thing that Uncured has been criticized for in the past is having like too much variety to the point where it's unclear what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that this um, EP kind of lays out um, the general like general framework for what uncured sound is and um the next record after that is going to which we're we're working on now we already we've done already made 13 demos for it and uh have already you know 13 demos and already thrown out like 
uh, 10 songs oh, apart wow. from that. So like we're, we're already at like 23 songs written for the next album. And wow. we're just going to keep cutting down and refining, refining because for the next one, we we're really determined. Like we're going to, it's like establish ourselves with a specific sound, specific image, like everything. Um, so this last EP, um, yeah, the message is the message is this is like a flight of beers, right? So like you have a little bit of variety between all of them. Everyone is good. Well, I think <laughs> Every, everyone uh, everyone is different and unique. Right? They have a but different content. Different content, boom. Different blend. But uh, it's all still beers, and everybody likes beers. So <clears throat> right. I would also say um, we want. Like we did do, um, I would say we have our catchiest choruses on these. I want people to uh, leave the album like singing some of the choruses and wanting to go back to it. Not to mention coming a- to see us live and like, I want to hear that riff live. I want to hear that chorus live. I want to hear if he does it, if he screws up that solo live. Yes. Yeah. That's Maybe. A, that's, this is a much better answer than mine. Let's just, yeah, let's just so, edit it out. <laughs> yeah, we just want people. We need the songs to speak to people to get to the point where it's like, I'm going to see this band live because yes. I love it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Perfect. Well, how do you feel about that whole, like, no, you need to be more condensed and more like cohesive, blah, blah, blah. I, I think that's sorry, I slipped a little finish in there, but uh, uh, to me, that's really annoying, you know, to, to get that sort of feedback and to get that sort of no, you need to have your brand on spot, you need to be like instantly recognizable. I guess that's one way to do it, but are you like now consciously limiting yourself because of feedback like that? So I, I have thought about that a fair amount, and I used to think that that was an annoying comment to get, but now I, I wholeheartedly agree with it. Um, and and I'll, I'll give you an ex- a couple of examples. Well, I won't give any specific examples, but there are some bands that started off um, one certain way, and then over time they slowly morphed their sound and they wanted to do other things, and they changed their sound. So if, if, if I am a fan of the band from when they started um, – and then they're you know changing their sound substantially. I'm not I'm not generally going to be listening to their new music if I want to hear that type of music because in my head I associate that band with what they used to do. Right. So I actually think that um, it's crucial for a band to you know define what they do um, and then stick to it. So like while while we write music for you know the passion for it and the love for it and all that kind of stuff. At the same time, in business, you got to find what works and then do it again. So I think that um, if anything, it's just it's just helpful to hear other people say that because I know that's what we need to do, and um, I actually am very excited to do that. Like very excited um, to get to a point where people can instantly recognize us, recognize what we do, hear an un- hear an uncured song, and know like that's uncured um, instantly, right? Right. The same way you hear Rammstein, and everyone, no matter what, is just like Rammstein. You right. hear Slipknot, it's just instant. Like, yeah. all the top bands have that. Right, but with all that being said, we do still have, like, like if you are on our last um, eight singles we did, there's, like, an acoustic song called The Sky Is Falling that's very different from the other ones. We still do plan on having, like, acoustic songs or unique songs or songs that are different in a way because we still like having songs that sound completely different from the rest and right. if you release one acoustic song people aren't going to be like yo are you an acoustic band now yeah but like an acoustic song in the context of a whole record it just like 
is is like an ear cleanse. Yeah, and I that's something I totally agree with because on an EP, you know, we have six songs on the digital release and seven songs on the physical release, and you know, between six and seven songs, if you have one or two outliers, that's that's a pretty high percentage of the record of right. the EP. But if you have a full record with twelve songs and we have you know four songs that are a bit more experimental, um, I think that 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 just kind of makes perfect sense in my head mm-hmm. because uh, the the bulk of the record is you know like driving hard hitting and establishing what you're trying to do and then you have you know four entire other songs to experiment which mm-hmm. uh is basically an experimental ep mm-hmm. that you're just jamming into a record right but like right. then then you have the fun of getting to you know do songs that give you a break from the other ones or are like a nice segue um mm-hmm. or even for example one of the the new the the newest new demos i just wanted a, a really low singing part um, because I mean, naturally, I have, a, I have a pretty low voice, so I, I just I fooled around with that for a bit and came up with something I really liked. Um, and I didn't know if anybody else would like it, so I sent out the demo to uh, well, Zach and I sent out the demo, and um, everybody was you know really happy with that, for example. So that, it's just like you get to pick up these little pieces of information along the way um, when you do have the lead to still you know write your experimental songs. Yeah, definitely. So I get what you're saying about, you know, staying in the, in your sort of wheelhouse, but you, there's a fine line of not wanting to rewrite the last record too. Right. While still staying yeah, within oh, your, sure. you know, right, so I, I think that, um, no two uncured songs sound even like that reminiscent of each other. Um, there's a couple of like rhythms and sweeps that we'll steal, um, from ourselves, but, <laughs> but I mean that, at, that's fine. That's right. called um, style. That, yeah. That's called style. Um, but I, I also think that there is so much, um, music that has yet to be written that, uh, you just got to keep pushing yourself to, to not write the same song. And if, if you have that, like, just, if you just flip your way of thinking about it, it becomes much easier because a lot of people be like, oh, I don't want to write the song I already did. Right. So they're thinking in this very narrow, like, you know, it's very narrow space where if you think like, this is what we've done already and everything else, you know, yeah, already exists or it doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. exist yet, but like right. it's out in the ether. You yeah. just gotta, you know, make it. And we've, we've, re- uh, sorry, we've released, I would say over 20 songs at this point, some of which we've archived, you know, off Spotify because we did it really young. But um, that aside, I feel like even though we've done so many songs, we've never been even close to like writing the same song twice. Yeah. It's just like, um, I feel like that just comes naturally to us. And we've never had anything that's like, that's the same song as this. Mm-hmm. Maybe once there's a similar riff, but... Um, Maybe once there's a similar solo. <laughs> a, but I would say never in any danger of writing the same song twice. Yeah, I will say tons of bands out there these days write the same album. Yeah, each time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's something that um, has I don't think has ever been a, a danger for us. Okay. Yeah, actually, there, there is something funny that I, I saw a video the other day where um, there's a guy that I just you know was just like we follow each other on TikTok and I found him on Instagram and he was posting all these videos that was like um, metal bands don't all say the same thing, <laughs> but then he took he took like uh, clips from like. 20 or 30 different metal bands where they're all just saying the exact same like specific lyrics and stuff something um, about six feet deep yeah like or like drag the lake and he's like did you know that if you were drag a lake it would be however many pounds and it was just like 40 different bands singing about dragging the lake <laughs> so i mean it's it is funny because there's so much that exists but um 
a lot of times it's easy to go to those same traditional conventions. Right. And um, I mean, I mean, we do it too. Like, um, yeah, we, we, we do it too. Sometimes it's just, that's, that's just how things, <laughs> that's how things work. But uh, you know, we, we definitely do really, um, you know, challenge ourselves to try to try to be unique and do things that haven't been done before. Oh yeah. Okay. Rena. That was very, very cohesive. And um, what's the word? I can't remember. I'm Finnish. Sometimes I lose my English. <laughs> hey, you go ahead, Bruce. Are we ready to play a game? Hell yeah. All right. Perfect. So I'm going to show you a picture here in a second. I need you to tell me what's going on in the picture. And if it was a movie, what would be the next frame? Well, hold on, uh, I have a question first. Yeah. Can audience, um, is, are we live, by the way? We're not live, no. Okay. Can the audience see this? They will see the picture, yes. Okay. All right, cool. Nice. All right. But so also, we... some of them can't. Those those that watch the sound YouTube will see it, but we are also obviously on all the just uh, right. audio-only so platforms. Should... So please describe the picture. I was going to say, yeah, maybe we should describe it in great detail. It'll also yeah. be on TikTok and all those others as a short. So, yeah, they'll be able to see it there. I will tell you it's fucked up, but just stay with me for a minute. It'll right. be worth it. All right. Let me just figure out how to share it real quick. And share screen. All right, you should see that now. It's still coming. <clears throat> and there it is. Oh, sorry, delay. What's going on in that picture? <laughs> All right, okay. so there's a uh, looks like a Google Chrome tab pulled open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and at the top right of it, it says, it says WTF. There's uh, six tabs open. There's a, a search bar. <laughs> Nice. Um, okay, so in the in what I'm assuming you're asking us to describe is the you know the primary photo here. All right, the picture. So we have a tennis ball for a son in the top left. Oh, I didn't but even let's, notice. Let's, just, that. let's wow. just trade off on things we see. There's a tennis ball for a son in the top left. The clouds are very um, strange. They're very geometric, very circular. The There's clouds a, look like like they're moons. Right, sailboat in the distance. This is clearly a recreation of that sunscreen commercial where the dog is bitten. Wow, biting the. I'm not sure what's happening in that commercial, but you know what I'm talking about. No, the guy has very bad sunburn on his shoulders. <laughs> but nowhere else. Clearly lost at sea. Well, not that clearly. Um, yeah, he's thinking about hot dog. Dog's thinking about uh, being home. And I'm confused as to why the board looks like that. The board? What board? The board. It's a raft. But it's made out of boards. Yeah, it's like just a raft. I don't think that's the... Uh... Focus of the photo. Why is he not waving for help? Because he's he's holding his business. He doesn't so want to get. Sunburned. He's modest and doesn't want safety. No, he doesn't want. Uh-huh. He doesn't want more sunburn. <laughs> but look, at the same time, though, like, I think they're definitely going to see a naked dude and a dog on that raft, whether he's waving or not. They're driving right at it. It does look like they're going right at him. Yeah, yeah they're going right at him. I don't know. That dog does look sort of mean, though. I'll say that. Yeah, maybe the dog is like kind of the reason he's in this position to think about that i mean that does, <laughs> i don't i wouldn't go as far to say that but i look like it could be sort of vicious you know? i bet this this was tied up at a dock right hear me out the dog <laughs> the dog, the dog chewed through the rope they're immediately just teleported into the middle of the ocean for probably like three or four or five days judging by that sunburn well if they're then at that point why would he just swim back to the shore like right away no because they were teleported Right, okay. to the middle of the ocean. Right. Not yeah. Sorry, sorry. 
Well, because he can't swim. Come on, man, he... follow along. Yeah, Zach, follow along. <laughs> Actually, you know, teleporting, that's too, that's too foolish. Dog just to the he can't swim. He thinks it's funny at first. He's like, oh, haha, whatever. We'll, we'll just go back to shore. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, shore is 30 feet away. Now it's 40 feet away. Oh, wait, I can swim. Now it's 60. Now it's 100. Now it's 200. <laughs> see? And then, like, before you know it, I don't see for four or five days. Okay. And that's the sunburn. I get it. I'm with that's it. Now, and I, I love how specific that was. You must have some sort of deep sunburn knowledge. <laughs> well, like you can see, you can see multiple levels of discoloration on oh, the yeah, skin. Oh yeah, there's definitely the some shoulder. There's definitely some heavy burns. So that looks like a hemoglobin burn. <laughs> <laughs> you have this music career, but also think, your plan B as dermatologist. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll confess, I made it up. I just made up that word. That. <laughs> That's, that's a real word. You, but you impressed me for sure. I didn't make yeah. up the word, but I made it Hemoglobin's up in this context. Like, like in your blood or whatever. It's like it's in the, not, yeah, doesn't it's have not this. much to do with it's sunburn. Not this. But so, we didn't really talk about the, what they're thinking about. If the dog's thinking about home, is this what the dog's thinking about and he just wants a hot dog? Or maybe they just have like a cloud that looks like hot dog and a cloud that looks like <laughs> Oh, yeah, because that's yeah, right. <laughs> well, look, I mean, these clouds are very impractical looking regardless. Right. We so, just talked um, about him being teleported. It's possible there's a hot dog cloud, right? I mean, none of this. Is I mean, there exactly. is a tennis ball sun. So <laughs> exactly. Yep, uh, I agree. I need to go back to the viciousness of that dog because I gotta say though that poodle isn't giving me any vicious vibes. So really, look at, his, look at his eyebrows are like pointed down. His yeah, look, nose he's doing this, snug. and he's obviously protecting his junk from something. From the dog. The, thank you. The dog. Yeah, the, the dog, dog is, is hungry. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't. It, it, has it been like a the life of Pi kind of standoff between the man and the dog throughout well, I mean, that part of I, like, I mean, if I was in that situation, it's not a tiger on the boat with me. That dog looks pretty tiny, even if it's a little vicious. Like, if don't, he say starts... you, don't say you're going to eat a dog on the No, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to toss that, that dog overboard. Whoa! No, you can't say that! Back right, up! No, back no, up. Right, look at that face! Go. Go. No, you can't say I, that! Rex, I don't get back! Have look, you, look at that face! Have you seen the It's Only Sunny? Have you guys yeah, seen but... It's Only Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes! Yeah, Rex, yeah. Well, no, 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 it's important. The, they have Wolf Cola, a public relations nightmare. And basically, they're like they get into business with terrorists. They do all these terrible things, but people keep forgetting them until Dennis says he doesn't like dogs, and then the company is. Over. And you just said you throw a dog over. No, I'm saying if that dog's looking like he's ready to try to take some bites, and I'd say it's not a tiger. If he's getting vicious on the raft, he's overboard. Yeah, <laughs> before he bites your junk. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you're the not going to like my junk, right? Dog. You're not going to eat a raw dog. That'd be disgusting. I'd rather toss it over. I would be more inclined to oh, pause. <laughs> I would be more inclined. Yeah. Look, look, it depends how long they're out there. Right. Because if I were to die on the raft, I know the dog would eat me. So like, that's how mother nature would intend it. So if things were to happen to the dog, I think the inverse would also be acceptable. Yeah. 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 So but then why would you throw it overboard? Well, I mean, I don't think after like five days days of starvation, I think eating like a raw dog, like a raw dog that you have to like, you know, tear apart. 
wouldn't like quite save you, <laughs> and you're still gonna die. Wait, okay, I, I, I'd like to back up for a second. Has any you've done this multiple times? You've said with this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we do it all the time. Has, yeah. has anybody gotten to eating the dog like immediately? No, we just had we just did it earlier with somebody, and they said the dog the doghouse was actually made from the dude's skin after he murdered him. After the dude's skin, what? after so he, he murdered him, make a house out of the remains. The yeah, he made a house out of the, the remains. When the guy died. So yeah, things get quite wild. But I gotta say though, this eating the dog thing—it just reminded me of the. Remember those asshole Jesus memes? <laughs> there was the one. <laughs> yeah, just Google it, asshole Jesus. Just okay. these perfect like old drawings where like Jesus is doing shit, like you know. But the, then there's captions that it kind of turns it around. One of them is like you know, there's Jesus in this log cabin with a man and a dog, and Jesus is there like. Dude, let's eat the dog. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, Jesus, we have plenty of food. So there, there, was, <laughs> there is the option of of fishing, I guess. So I don't know how. Maybe with your with your junk, or I don't know, like that could. Whoa, be I don't. I don't. Whoa, that's see, not how uh, it works. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't have, have the much... junk, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> if you just reaching your hand in the water, I don't think you're gonna catch a fish, really. I mean, well, um. I think we could all agree it's looking pretty bleak for the guy. If the dog starts trying to bite him and mess with him, it's a tiny dog. He's going overboard. That's it. Right. I mean, I think we would I just, all agree on that. I just feel like that. you should stop saying that because it's a bad look. <laughs> I'm just saying. Your like, I don't know why you I'm just saying, Max, you're, on, you're this guy, and this dog is going to bite you wherever it wants. Are you going to let it bite you or throw it overboard? <laughs> look at that face. Isn't there another option? Well, they could try to make it like, you know, five more minutes for that boat to see. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I just think that you're not taking into account the psychology of the dog, Zach. Let's go, let's go that, through it. Look at that face. Because... There, let's say they're a full day there, right? I will. I agree with Zach on this. He does look absolutely dangerous. Like, sure, I'll, like the eyebrows are yeah. straight down. Yeah, it's it's that is an evil dog. His like sure. paws up strike. Look at it. It's not a Doberman. It's not like it's a tiny poodle. It's like a King it's Charles. A oh, well, hold on. Yeah, it's tiny but vicious. Don't let its innocent looks deceive you. That's that is a vicious dog. It's tiny, and I'm saying so. I'll just say it's tiny but vicious. And if it's getting vicious and screwing with you, and don't go. leave say you alone. Again. Stop. There's an easy option. No, I. But look, listen. Here's what would happen with a dog. You would go out. The dog would be fine, right? And then, like, dog starts getting a little hungry. Dog starts getting a little tired. Before you know it, he's out in the sun too long. He's just laying there, like the rest of the time. He's looking a lot healthier than the guy. Yeah, because they're excited to see the ship. <laughs> yeah, he's nope. like, don't I get cuddles for the like, you know, celebrating the ship that's coming? No, they're like, no, I'm throwing you overboard or ripping. But you I, th I think that there's also a. There's also a much a much more humane option in all of this, right? Mm. Instead of just if, oh, why are the two options the dog eats your junk or you throw the dog overboard? There has to be another option. <laughs> yeah, it's wait for the ship. <laughs> right. No, we're missing the obvious. The ship is coming to them. 
No, 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 no. The, the, the ship is a mirage. That's not part of this. The ship is a mirage. I think the best option here is you just let the dog drink a lot of seawater, right? And then and that way, the dog, the dog will just kind of be tired and confused and like slow. What if the dog but doesn't want to drink seawater? It will. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dog doesn't know that seawater is going to dehydrate. But it would taste it, it and be like, "Ooh, I don't like this." It's like it's not educated. It's a dog. Smack <laughs> <laughs> oh, about dogs. You are the one that's killing them. <laughs> no, but it could just doggy paddle back to shore. <laughs> Hey guys, I, I hate to interrupt, but we're down to three minutes on the Zoom forty-minute marker. So, oh geez, okay. Let's bring it back to uh, uncured for a minute. Oh right, yes, because <laughs> yeah, that's just, why we're here. Right? Redeem yourself, you, you dog hating. Let's pull up another. Yeah, do one more. One more. And uncured is now going to be canceled because of all the dog hating. No, there's, let's just clarify here. There is no dog hating. This was pure, purely a question of survival, and and like you know. Right, you're so, yeah, it's just a question of survival. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. 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 We, are, we are so taking this out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Posting a short that just says, like, uncured, wants to eat dogs. <laughs> that's all they do day in, day out on tour. That's, that's right. Barbecue. It's a long trip to California from Jersey. There's a lot of dog eating going on. <laughs> In a, in a very human way. Get one right. from every state, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's up? What's next for you guys? Are you just getting ready for this tour? I got this tour coming up and two uh, festivals. So, welcome to Rockville and incarceration. And if fans want to find you online, you uh, Uncured Band on Instagram and uh, Uncured on Facebook is the best place. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for playing along. That was great. Of course. Of All course. Right. That was one of the better much. ones for sure. Yes. <laughs> there we go. All right. Awesome. Yeah, you guys, good luck with the tour. We'll see you soon. Right. Thank, Thank you, you guys Bye. so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.